Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Is everyone excited for the new year? Yes. Is that like a real excitement or it's like, oh, yeah, I'm excited to be here. I'm excited for the new year. We should be really excited. We should be really excited. It's a new beginning. All things have passed away. All things are brand new. And the new year is going to bring us many, many, many opportunities. And opportunities are essentially little decisions that we need to make every single day of our lives. And I want to talk to us about decisions. I want to talk to us about the Word of God, the Word of God being light. In Psalm 119, 105, it tells us that your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Your word, the word of God, your word is a lamp to my feet so that I would know how to take the next step. And it's a light to my path so that I would know which path in life you want me to take. The next path that you want me to take, I will find that in the word of God. It wasn't a light to my path for the path that I want to take. It wasn't a lamp to my feet for the steps that I want to take. It was a lamp to my feet for the things that God wants me to do, the ways he wants me to walk, and the direction he wants me to go in. Amen? Amen. So we live in a fallen world, a dark world, and a world that is getting darker minute by minute every single day. And why is the world getting darker? That's a good question, right? But what's darkness? Does anybody really know the answer of what darkness is? It's the absence of light. So if the world's getting darker, that means that light is decreasing, therefore allowing the world to get darker. And whose responsibility is it to bring light into this world? Ours, right? The churches? Amen. So let me pose a question to you. How many of us find ourselves in a situation where we need guidance or direction? Everybody, right? Good, because here's the thing. When I think about darkness, maybe when many of you think about darkness, you may think that darkness is simply just bad behavior or evil or sin. But it's not just that, because we, we need a word, God's word, to be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. So darkness can't be just sin and evil. Darkness my very definition is the absence of light. So our darkness in our lives is anywhere where the word of God is not shining a light in our lives. And that's really important because that means any area where we're making decisions on our own through our emotions, through our intelligence, and not making decisions through the word of God, we're making decisions in darkness and there's no light. And therefore the path is not clear. And I'll give you a really, really simple illustration of this. You guys probably don't have this problem, but I do. I wake up in the middle of the night because I have to use the bathroom. Nobody else does that, just me. So not only is that annoying, but I don't feel the need to turn the light on because maybe I'm lazy or maybe I think I can make the trek from the bed to the bathroom. And ultimately, more often than not, I stub my toe, I hit my knee on something, I walk into the door frame. And those are funny things, right? but it's because I'm walking in darkness. And all I had to do was turn the light on. And there's a really cool thing about that, right? Like if I were to walk into a dark room and turn the light on, 
instantaneously the room becomes light. It's not like there's some battle between the light and the darkness. The darkness disappears. It expels and the light shines. But when I'm walking to the bathroom and I'm stubbing my toe or hitting my knee or whatever else that I do, I haven't fallen down yet, but that's probably to come. I'm getting older. No. Um, I'm on a path to get somewhere and I'm stumbling or I'm getting deterred. And we can do that in our lives. In our lives, we can be on a path to get somewhere. Maybe you're in a path that God wants us to get to. But if we don't have the word of God in our lives, in that particular area of our lives, and we don't have the light of the word shining in that area, we can stumble and it can take longer to get to that destination. We could have pain along the way. We can get bruises along the way. Or it can get so tiring because we can get lost and we'll just give up and never reach our destination. That's why light is so important. That's why the word of God is so important. So in this, in this night, I want to talk about something about light. A few things that I think that are important about light are these. Light shows the way. It literally shows the way. And when I was writing this, and I wrote this uh, months ago, but when I was writing this, I kept getting this picture of a lighthouse. I don't know anything about lighthouses. I don't know anything about the water. I don't know anything about boats. But I do know this, is that when a, when a ship's coming to land, they don't want to run into the land, right? So there's a lighthouse, and they're showing them where to go. And I'm pretty sure that lighthouses, they may alarm the ships of danger if there's danger ahead. Am I, am I close at all? Maybe. But if there wasn't that lighthouse, if there wasn't light, the ships could literally just run aground. So light shows the way. It shows the way to where we want to go. So every single one of us has a decision that needs to be made every single day. Seemingly small decisions, seemingly big decisions, and some decisions that seem insignificant. But here's the thing. Every decision we make has a future outcome. And every decision we make affects the present and the future. But also, every decision we make affects someone else. Every single decision we make affects somebody else. And therefore, it's best we try to make the correct decision, and not just the correct decision, but the God decision. So how do we do that? Well, I think it's pretty obvious. We go to God's word first and foremost. Again, in Psalm 119, 105, it tells us, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. And every answer we need, every direction we need is in the word of God. That's why we need to be in the word of God daily because it starts with the word of God. The more time we spend with God, we receive the revelation we need to make the correct decision. There isn't a decision we're going to have to make that is not important. There is not a decision we will have to make that does not affect us as individuals, affect our family, affect our friends, affect the world, and affect the kingdom. The more that we go to the word of God first, the better our decision-making will be. How many people are frustrated making the wrong decision? And we know we have the answer. It's in the word of God. But for some reason, probably nobody in here except for me, sometimes the easiest solution going to the word of God may be the last thing we do in certain areas of our lives. And it may not make sense to why we do it, but it may have something to do with the fact that we don't have 100% trust in God in that area of our lives. So I can, like I said, I think it's safe to assume that many of us 
have some kind of decision that we're facing right now. But here's the thing. In regards to that specific situation in each of our lives, we have either gone or have not gone to the word of God about it. So I'm going to ask this question. When was the last time when we faced a decision or realized that we were in a situation that we needed help, that we went to the word of God first? We went to the word of God as a source of our direction. Not our emotions, not our intellect, not our best friend, but the word of God and the word of God alone. Why does it seem like the last place we go for answers and direction is the word of God when it should be the first place that we run to? You know, I was reading in the Bible, and these two, these two passages jumped out, jumped out to me. First in John 3.20, it says this, For everyone practicing evil hates or literally stays away from the light and does not come to the light, lest his deeds be exposed. And then Psalm 18.28 says, For you will light my lamp, the Lord my God will enlighten my darkness. And I feel like I've read these a few times over the years, and I feel like every time I read them, I think the Bible's telling me that I sin and that the light is going to expose my sin. And that's true, but I want to think of it in this sense. Instead of thinking in those scriptures about our sins being exposed, think about it this way. You're in darkness. I'm in darkness. We're in a situation where we need light. And the word of God is that light. The word of God is our way out. But we stay away from the very thing that can get us out of that darkness, out of that situation, because we're afraid of the word of God exposing something in our lives. God doesn't come to condemn us. God doesn't come to guilt us. God came to save us and lead us. So when we feel that we have darkness in our lives, and again, darkness does not necessarily have to be sin. When we have darkness in our lives, the first thing we should do is run to God because it will, it will enlighten. It will enlighten the darkness in our lives. And it will be a lamp to our feet, a light to our path, and it will show us a way out of whatever situation that we need to get out of, and it will show us the way forward in any situation we need to move forward in. Amen? Amen. But doing those things is not easy. Doing those things takes faith, right? Following God, following the word of God, that takes faith. That's why in Proverbs 3, 5 through 8, it tells us to trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lead not on our own understanding. In all of our ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. Do not be wise in our own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart evil and it will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Does anybody ever... When you read this, does anybody ever realize that it tells us that trusting in the Lord, acknowledging him, not being proud, it's going to bring health to our flesh and strength to our bones? Isn't that cool? Like, I, I feel like I, I, I read over that a lot. But it hit me when I was going over this. Like, he's not just telling us to trust in him for, for finances or for relationships or for careers. He's literally telling us that trusting in him, not leaning on our understanding, not being wise in our own eyes, departing from evil is going to bring health to our flesh and strength to our bones. I just thought that was really cool. <laughs> and if that wasn't enough, in Proverbs 4, 20 through 22, it says, my son, give attention to my words, incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them 
and health to all their flesh. Give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. They are life to those who find them and health to their flesh. No matter what we're facing, no matter how big the decision, no matter how scary things may seem or look, we can trust in the Lord. God didn't even give us a job of figuring it all out. He just told us to trust him. That's good news. So how do we trust him? How do we acknowledge him? Faith. You know what's easier, though, than having faith on? Well, having faith in God? Sometimes easier to have faith in Brian, right? Because Brian knows better than God? But that's what I do, right? Now, nobody else would ever do this. But if I'm being transparent, that's what I do, right? Like, like there's, this, there's this decision that I have to make. There's a decision that I have to, I have to get clarity, answers. And instead of going to the word of God and going to God, I'm like, man, God's too busy. He's got other things to do. He doesn't care about this part of my life. Or this is really important to God. So I'll just do it on my own. And ultimately, no matter how big that decision is or how small that decision is, I'm probably going to mess it up because I'm not going to God with it. Therefore, I'm walking in darkness. I'm being clumsy. I'm stumbling. I'm hitting things. I'm playing bumper cars, knocking into everything. And I may get to my destination at some point, but I'm going to be bruised and battered and tired. And it didn't have to be all that. I just had to trust him, which would have been the easier thing to do. It would have been the smarter thing to do. But for some reason, it seems that I like to have control sometimes. Now, I know most of you guys aren't like that, but it's hard for me to give up control. Because at least when I'm controlling things, I think I know what I can do with the future, what the future holds. But trusting in God and trusting in his word, we're basically handing over the future to him. And that can be a little scary. But he has plans for us, right? Yeah. Plans for good, not for evil. Amen. They give us a hope in the future. Amen. And his plans are better than ours, amen? amen? So the more time we spend with God, the more time we spend reading his word, the more time we spend sitting under teaching and inclining our ears to his sayings, it becomes tougher and tougher to choose our own way. And like we said, it, it, it takes faith to trust God. And we know in Romans 10, 17, it tells us faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. You see, the Lord our God can get us where he needs us to be. He can turn around any situation we're in. The Lord God can and will deliver us from anything we're facing so long as we trust him and we listen to his word and we read his word. He can and he will. And we simply need to trust him. We need to live his word and acknowledge him in all of our ways. We need to depart from evil, and he will not only direct our paths, but he will allow us to prosper. Amen? I had this note in here, and I don't know why, and I don't want to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. It says, some people like to live in chaos. You're not one of those people, are you? <laughs> I don't know why I had that written in there. Maybe I was writing to myself. I don't know. I swear it's in there. Um, Oh, I see. If you're not one of those people who likes to live in chaos, or if you're one of those people who does like to live in chaos, but you want to change that in 2022, you can look for direction for seemingly impossible situations in the word of God. He can turn anything around, anything. The word of God will give you revelation. The word of God will give you direction. 
And the word of God will give you the revelation you need by his word and by his spirit. And when that happens, when you trust him and make the decision to follow his lead, his direction and his path for you, he will light the path for you. So you don't have to stumble along the way as you acknowledge him during the process. Any and every time we find ourselves in a situation, a circumstance, or a position that God did not plan for us or desire for us, we have a decision to make. What do we do next? If our current answer is to continue on, hoping that one day that circumstance will, that circumstance will change on its own, it's time for a new plan. So let, let our answers be this. The word of God is light. And therefore, I will determine to desire the light more than I desire darkness. The word of God dispels darkness. I will take an inventory of my life, the areas of my life that are dark, and I will be determined and intentional in bringing light, the light of the word of God into those areas of my life. By reading the word of God, I can dispel the darkness in me, and I will determine to set my eyes on things that are of the light, not out of darkness. There's a lot of things that we can see on our televisions, on our computers, on our phones that are not light. And I read an interesting fact, and it's not in here, but I, I did this, and I didn't know if I was going to talk about it, but I guess I could spare 30 seconds. Um, of all of our senses, right, like our eyes, our nose, our mouths, our, our touch and all that, 80% of the things that our brain takes in comes in through our eyes. 80% of all the information that our brain takes in comes in through our eyes. And I read another thing that says, we don't get to control what our brain keeps in our memory. That means you can look at something and be like, I'm just gonna look at this for, for 30 seconds or a minute, then I'll forget about it. But we don't get to make that choice as to what our brain remembers and what it forgets. And then we wonder why years later, we're in a situation and we're having these horrific feelings about something we're witnessing or we're seeing and it's bringing back memories of something that happened years and years and years ago because our brain held onto it. It's something that we saw. And the only way that we can change those thoughts and change those memories is by renewing our mind with the word of God. Amen? So we have to determine, we have to determine to dispel the, the, I mean, dispel the darkness inside of our brain, inside of us with the word of God with light. And the word of God is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. And I must determine that I do not want to remain where I am, and I must determine I will move forward trusting in the Lord and in his word. Amen. God's word is light. Light is what I need to get out. And I will read the word and I will receive the light and the correction with joy and expectation, not with guilt and condemnation. When the Holy Spirit reveals things to us in the word of God, he's not doing it to condemn us or to bring guilt but to free us from the things that are holding us in bondage and holding us in darkness. We have to receive that with joy and expectation that that's going to deliver us and bring us forward in our lives. Amen? Amen. But what's this all for? Right? It's one thing to change our lives. It's one thing to change our, our minds and renew our minds and build our character on the word of God. But we're not called to just live our lives for us, right? We're called to go forth and make disciples which rang the question in my head, you mean after all this stuff that I've done and all this stuff that God knows that I'm going to do in the future, God still wants to use me? 
I may be the only person who has that question in their brain. <laughs> but he does. He does want to use me, and he wants to use you. And that's why this is so important. That's why this message, that's why the word of God, that's why renewing our minds and trusting in the Lord is so important because he does want to use you and he does want to use me and he wants to do it now. Now, not when we're cleaned up, not when we have better Bible knowledge, not when we finish Bible school. He wants to do it now, now. So God can and he will use you to dispel the darkness in other people's lives. We are commanded to go forth and make mark go forth and make disciples Mark 28:19 through 20, but it starts with us. We ourselves have to get back to the basics. The basics, the fundamentals. Get in the word cuz it is light. It gives us direction. The word of God shows us where to go, it shows us what to do, it shows us what to say. I found that replaying over and over and over again in my head. It shows us what to say. On one of our slides, it said, new beginnings, we lift people up. And we do, and that's true. But I was talking to Pastor Tom about this today. Do my words always lift people up? Probably not. Do my words lift myself up? Or do I talk negatively about myself? You see, if I could speak the word of God over my life, then I'll have a positive, positive reflection of who I am. And from that positive reflection, from seeing myself in the, in the image, in the reflection of the word of God, I can, with that overflow of that, speak that into other people's lives. Because that's what's going to help them change. Speaking the word of God over their lives, speaking the things that are not seen yet, but are going to come in their lives. The things that we say, it will tell us. The word of God gives us strength. It gives us health. The word of God heals our bones and the word of God gives us life. And from the overflow of all that, from the overflow of the light of the word that is going to spell the darkness in our lives, we can deposit that into someone else's life. And I think that's the goal of all of it, to deposit that into somebody else's life. Pastor Tom and I were talking today. We had no idea that we were going to be talking about something that related to this. God's about people. He's about people. And we were talking about how sometimes we get so busy doing stuff, and it's good stuff. It's not bad stuff, but we're, we're so busy doing stuff that we forget about people. And we were talking about the last time we invited somebody to church or the last time him and I ministered to somebody just on a day-to-day -day basis. And my answer was like, I haven't in a while because I've been busy. I haven't ministered to people in my daily life in a while because I've been too busy, which is telling me that I'm doing things that though they might be good, they're not God things because God's about people. God's about bringing the message of Jesus Christ to people. It's about getting the lost saved. And that's why I think that's so important about getting in the word of God and letting the word of God shine the light in the areas of our life because the darkness does not have to be just sin and evil, but it could be things in our life where we're not watching what God wants us to do and we're not on a direct path where God wants to bring us. Because when we're on the path that God has set for us, he's gonna put people in our lives that he wants us to minister to. But if we're too busy bumping in the doors and hitting our toes, 
we're not going to be able to pay attention to the people. That's why we have to have the lamp and the light showing our path so we could see exactly where it is we need to go. So from the overflow of that light we are taking in, we can deposit that into someone else's life. Whether that person does not know the Lord yet or is already a believer but finds themselves in a less than desirable circumstance. Quick side note, I know we're running out of time. Does anybody else find it easier to show grace and mercy to the unsaved? But if a saved person is in the same situation, we're less likely to show them grace and mercy. It should be the same for both. It should be the same for both. The same way we would love and care and show mercy and grace to that unsaved person, it's the same for the person who's been born again and then started to fall away. Because God doesn't stop loving us just because we're saved and we mess up. He loved us before we were saved. He loves us as we're saved. And he's going to love us forever because he sees us through the righteousness of Christ. I just thought that was cool. So if we want to change the world, and I sure do, we have to start with ourselves. And from what is deposited in ourselves, we can take and impact the people and the world around us. And this is how we're going to do it. We're going to read God's word. We're going to hear God's word. We're going to pray God's word. And then we're going to confess God's word. And I want to make sure that, that when I say confess, and I, I, I define that for all, everybody here. When I say confess, I mean it in the three parts. Affirming the word that we believe. So I'm confessing the word. I believe the word of God. I'm confessing it out loud. Confessing what I believe in my heart. Testifying to the word in which I know. So my life is going to testify to that word which I know and which I read which I swear to love. And it's going to witness to the truth that I have embraced. So my confession is going to be affirming of the word, testifying to the word, and witnessing to the truth which we have embraced. And I'm going to do it all by faith, and we're going to do it all by faith, giving glory to God. Amen? Yeah. Guys, the world is dark. There may be dark areas in our lives. And I know that each of us have a heart for our city, for our church, and for the people in our lives. And I'm begging you, if we do one thing in 2020, and I wrote this months ago, and this is not a New Year's resolution sermon. This had nothing to do with New Year's when I wrote it. If we're going to do one thing in 2022, let's get in the word. Do it for ourselves first. And by doing it for ourselves, that overflow is going to change the lives of everybody that we come in contact with. Because remember, every decision that we make, it affects somebody. The bad decisions affect people, and the good decisions affect good people. So let's make less bad decisions. Let's even make less good decisions. And let's make more God decisions by reading the Word of God. Amen? Guys, this was fun. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. If anybody needs prayer for anything, please come on up here and we'll be happy, happy to pray with you. Amen? Amen. Thank you.